You're listening to Bucks Given, the one with your questions. Hey, Florence. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay, I think. I think I've been going through the motions of the oceans, um, but I think we all have. Last episode, you were like, hi. You're like, manic. For fucking sure. Yeah, I've yeah. realised now that I was having a manic episode. Fully I mean, manic you episode. knew that you were having a manic episode when yeah. you were talking felt, to us about it. It felt so fucking good. Uh, and now I'm in the dip after the manic episode. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't normal. <laughs> I wasn't okay then. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how much did you tell me you spent on clothes that week and now you're returning them all? Yeah, two grand. I spent two grand in two weeks on clothes. Like, that is a full fucking sign that somebody's mental health is not okay. <laughs> Jesus. Making irresponsible decisions. Yes, right? And I don't know why. I never spend money on clothes. No, you don't. And all of a sudden, like, I drop that's everything. Not, that's not normal behaviour for you at all. No, absolutely not. Very, very odd. So, yeah, taking a lot of those clothes back, so what I took my god take back, which was like £700. Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. But, you know, having good good chats with my therapist um, mm. and just sort of really recognising how... Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels so good at the time. But looking back, I'm like, oh, no, I was an anxious wreck. And yeah. I was like pretending to be okay and I was very paranoid and like pre-panic attack so many times yeah so I'm feeling a lot better I've really like taken the time to just wind down calm down slow down breathe I think breathe and yeah I don't feel great this sucks I want to be back there (laughs) I'm blissfully unaware of how awful I feel what so what happened this weekend to make you so excited Okay, well, I can't just blame the whole Mac episode on that. Like, there was a lot going on. Um, <laughs> so I had a very exciting weekend. Uh, someone I'm seeing came down to see me, which is really lovely. And yeah, we had a really nice time. And I dragged him to his first Pride, which was really cool. Amazing. Uh, very much embraced the crazy shit that I get up to. <laughs> which That's is, good. Yeah. So it was it was a bit of a whirlwind, the whole thing. And yeah, just had a really lovely time. Good first like hangout for a long distance relationship, right? Yeah. It was like a second date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a yeah. second date that was, yeah, that was <laughs> intense, um, but all the right kinds of intense. And it just went really fucking well. That's really good. <laughs> so Florence, what went down on your side of the world? Well, I've been binge watching the idol i've finished it now and yes. there has mm-hmm. been so much backlash i mean let's not beat around the bush there it's has been a severe backlash around the idol and the way that the sex is portrayed in it the way that um the storylines quite like pornographic gritty it's like that sexy sexy grit obviously it's the same director as euphoria which was very sexy, gritty kind of vibe. Everyone loved Euphoria, but for some reason now everyone's hating on it. And I think there's obviously some background there about the director that I'm not too sure about that potentially could be creepy. But it's it's nothing like Euphoria. Euphoria was very diverse, very inclusive. It was... It was all about sex and showing it in a very positive, fun, hilarious vibe. But like the idol is is almost like too real it's like very raw and 
What did they call it? They called it torture porn. That's why I wanted to watch it. I was like, oh, torture porn. And then we watched it and I was like, actually, wait, yeah, this is... I how I feel about this. I fucking loved it. I am the, like, I'm one of mm. the only people out there that I really liked it. Like when I finished, I finished the last episode yesterday and I was like, that was fucking great. Like, I really loved the way it yeah. was shot. I thought it was amazing. I thought... High what, production. What really bugged me with what everyone was saying about the sex scenes is that they were shaming people for it and they also were making yes. out like oh my god i can mm-hmm. never look at the weekend in the same way bef- like again and it's like he's an act like he's just being an actor like he's, he's just actor. playing he's playing yeah. a very very creepy fucked up role and i don't know why yep. people aren't able to make those two different two different things but also like am i bad in saying that i found it hot as fuck to watch i don't think that's that's definitely not bad. I think that maybe we're looking at it too binary. And I think the world is where it's this idea of this, this is bad. We can't be turned on by it. But it's like, we can get turned on at technically bad things. We can get turned on when boundaries are crossed. And when consent is a little bit dubious, like that's kind of what makes it hot and exciting and taboo in the fantasy realm. And on top of which, like the scenes are hot. But can we just can we just stop using things like this to shame people's sex lives? Can we just stop that? Like I feel like that's what the press is. It's just another way, another way that we can shame people's sex lives and make them feel bad about the things that they enjoy in the bedroom. They're like it's, you know, it's only really creepy seedy people that enjoy this or really vulnerable people like her character you know she's lost her mum she's really vulnerable and it's like she's been scooped up into this like this skeevy guy um and it's just like well no that's not the case like some of the most powerful people are into really fucked up kinky fun and like yeah it's not a comment but i think people grip onto that because it's easy yeah it's easy but all i can say is that you need to watch this series to the end to get it i mean the final episode doesn't have any sex in it if that makes people feel better nah (laughs) (laughs) Nah. no i want the fuck you're like i want the fuck i want my money back don't want the fuck the the one thing that I did want to mention is the line that everyone's picking up on is when he says oh, to her, "Yeah, I just want to see you stretch out that tight little pussy or something like that." That tight little pussy. But the and way he said it though, I oh, did you I cringe? Don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, yeah, stretch I out did. that tight little pussy. I cringed. <laughs> yeah, but I will I will caveat that with. I cringed because I didn't like him and his character and the way he said that. But if someone I was super into was fucking me and saying like, I'm going to stretch out your tight little, of course I'm going to fucking be into it. Like, I'm like, I might not even have a tight pussy. I might even have a bag of a fucking pussy. And I still want you to whisper in my ear, I'm going to stretch out your tight little pussy. And I'm like, I don't care if if porn taught me that. I'll take it. That's hot. I wasn't into his character, but I still found it hot. I was like, yeah, this is fucking disgusting and like filthy and like all the good Maybe that's it. It's just the kink of it being like so gross and disgusting. That is hot. I do have that kink as well. eating it up as well. I love gross and disgusting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I things think that so. feel wrong. So and wrong, that's part of the taboo, right. the beauty of the taboo of being into unusual kinks. Yeah. 
Like, you don't want to be like everyone else. Yeah, the moral of the story is don't judge and don't shame people for anything when it comes to sex. Like, stop using this as a platform to project your own views on what's right and wrong in the bedroom. End of. Nice. Oh, last update. We did protest outside the Meta offices in London and it was great. A huge turnout, but it rained on us the entire time, which meant there was probably only half the amount of people there that should have been there. It was still a really big turnout, probably like 30 to 50 people. Um, And of course, no one from Meta came down to speak to us, of course. Only this like sweet security, like head of security guy that came down and he was like, are you going to be lying down? Are you Have you got paint? You know, like really panicking. We're like, no, no, no. It's a peaceful protest. We're not going to fuck anyone up. We just want to be heard. Well, that's good. It's good to do these things. It's good to protest. It's good, like, people need to know. And if the press were covering it, that's fucking amazing. And it's a step forward in the right direction. And yeah, we've got this shit. So today's episode is all about you, curious fuckers, because we haven't done this in such a long time. We haven't just done a general listener's question episode. We're just normally either so self-centered or distracted by another amazing guest. We don't talk enough about you guys. Yeah, and like answering the things that you want to know. Shall we dive in? Yes, we shall. So we put up on our stories a Q&A box for you to ask us anything for this episode. And here are your questions. Okay, so the first question is, one year fuck buddy ghosted me, but now he's reached out again. Should I go back to him? Ooh, good fucking question. Ooh, it's a fuck buddy, so it's okay. a hard one because it's like, well, it is just sex. And if it was good sex, then maybe, but then also does he deserve it? Yeah. Putting the therapy hat on, you have to ask, what do you want out of this situation? If his feelings, if what had happened in the past doesn't come into play, what do you actually want from this person? Do you just want sex? Are you looking for something more? And ask yourself, are you going to get that? Do you think you're going to get that? Are you going to give more time and energy to this person for it not to be matched? Of course, I would say just ask them and be super blunt and super open about what you actually want. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with going back to a fuck buddy. I actually did this recently. Well, this year. The thing here is that he ghosted her though. Yeah, so the hurt from the ghost is a bit complicated, but the ghosting, I've really rethought about what ghosting actually is. Depending on how the ghosting actually went down, if you messaged him saying, hey, I'd love to see you more, I'd love to do more, and then he just didn't reply, that is for sure ghosting and that is actually just fucking rude. Yeah. But if the conversation fizzled out, if you never told him what you actually wanted and how you felt and he never told you then both of you ghosting normally happens because the other person is hoping that you feel the same and things Mm. just fizzle or fade out. Ghosting only really ends up being hurtful and humiliating when people aren't honest about their true feelings. Yeah. And yeah, some people are idiots. And if you are vulnerable and honest with them, they won't reply. But most of the time that will actually be hit with some kind of an answer. I think I would only go back to a fuck buddy if, I didn't want anything else. Like if I was like in a place where I wanted to like have a relationship and I just wanted some casual sex on the side, I think I'd just go for a new fuck buddy instead of an old one. Ah, oh, but then 
what if you do want something more? You know, I feel like it's okay to go back to that fuck buddy, have sex, and just as long as you're being clear about what you want and mm. you get an answer in some way, shape or form, then, you know, you, this person could be coming back into your life and it could be an amazing relationship. We've actually got no idea. Or the sex is just going to be great. Oh, or yeah, or you have amazing sex. We have no idea what the future has to hold. But what makes it complicated is when we're not honest about what we want. If you were to fuck him and hope that he makes the first move or progresses this further or become it becomes a relationship, then that's going to be hurtful to both of you. But if you go in and say, yeah, I'd love to, love to see you again, but if we fuck, I'm going to want something a bit more. I'm going to need something a bit more solid. Yeah. Or like, just don't ghost me again, motherfucker. Yeah. This, this happened to me um, last year, this year, where there was a guy a couple of years ago that I fucked that I genuinely thought I fell so head over heels in love with. You know, we fucked like a couple of times and I was so like besotted with this person. But then lockdown happened and we didn't really fuck again. Then I got into a relationship and after the relationship, we ended up fucking again. And I'm so glad that I fucked him after this because I had put this guy up on a pedestal and I had created this idea of who he was and like imagined the fantasy and have a relationship with this person and was like oh he was the best sex I ever had and then when it actually came down to fucking them again it brought him back off of that pedestal and back on my level and I was like oh he's just human he's just a guy that I was really into and like the sex isn't really quite there and I don't see myself getting into a relationship with him so it was a really valuable lesson for me to go to like stop pining over that, oh, that one true love that I lost out on, you yeah. know, and always wondering. And I was just like, oh, actually, yeah. Like he was just a normal dude. And so was I. Yeah, that is a really good point. I think whatever happens, it's 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 going to be valuable. It's going to be a valuable life lesson. This listener has asked, how does one have sex for the first time when they are 25 and live at home? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Definitely not asking for a friend, asking for yourself. <laughs> My friend would like to know. (laughs) Oh, the like the age old living at home thing is motherfucker. Mum and dad, biggest cock blocks in the world. I mean, I feel like hell. I'm even struggling with this situation living with my uncle at the moment. Like, I have like I can't fuck here. Like, unless it was like so planned out, it'd have to be in the daytime whilst he was at work and like all of that. But I remember, like, I remember fucking in my parents' house when I was younger. And oh my God, the yeah. first time that I ever did it, I just obviously timed it for a way, like a time, like a weekend that they were away. Mm-hmm. So I had the house to myself. Um, and then when I was like 18, going 19, I would just fuck in the house whilst they were there. Yeah. You kind of have to when you're yeah. that young and you're that horny and you're desperate to fuck. Oh, it's not comfortable though. And I feel like this is why a lot of us just can't come for ages. And we're like, oh, I'm broken by the time I get to 30. Because you know what? It's just your fucking parents cock blocking you and not allowing your mind to relax enough to be able to come. You know what? I think I would have felt less... No, I think I would have felt more awkward and embarrassed about it the older I got, though. So I do get where this person is coming from. Like at the age of 25, you're like, you have a little bit more sense and like self-awareness around that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like when I was Mm -hmm. fucking at home when I was 18, 19, it was just like, YOLO, like whatever. No, like I'm a teenager still. Like I'm still in that like, I don't give a shit kind of era. 
Yeah. Also, just to make it clear, 25 is not old to lose your virginity at all. Virginity shouldn't have an age on it. Virginity should be lost when you feel comfortable. That's the best age to lose it at is when you feel comfortable too. But it's not easy. Um, I would say some simple tips would be when you are putting yourself out there, whether that's dating apps or meeting people in person, just be honest about your living situation. Just, just be like, I live at home. Do you have somewhere where we can go? So many people live at home especially now I think I was hearing this from my mum or something like so many of her friends their kids are moving back in and they're all like in their 20s or in their 30s because the world sucks right now rent is so high and people are in a really tricky situation so it's not bad that you're living at home it's just how do you work around that I think out here um, people have sex in their cars like a lot more often because of things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they book like camping trips or book hotels and and like just have a little bit of a getaway. I do remember when I was younger booking a hotel on a date, like, you know, like a travel lodge or a fucking premiere in <laughs> and being like, I'm going to fuck. <laughs> After my four and a half year relationship, the first person that I fucked, I because I had gone home because I'd moved out of mine and my ex's house uh, that we rented together so I was living back home and he was also living with his parents and we just booked a hotel in London to like spend the night together and like that was kind of hot and cute and all of those things so I feel like there are ways you can work around it but it's just yeah being with people that you really trust and you can be really honest with yeah don't let your age hold you back i think that living at your parents house can have that subconscious like oh i can't find anyone to fuck because it's going to be awkward or uncomfortable it's always going to be awkward and uncomfortable the first time put yourself out there take those risks and and just all you the best thing you can do is be honest the more honest and upfront you are about this situation the more you'll be respected and the more you'll be able to find the right person to lose it with yeah Plus, virginity is just a construct anyway, so... Yeah, fuck virginity. Suck my dick virginity. Next question is, any tips on heightening libido? That's a real fucking hard one as well, because libido's a tricky motherfucker. It is a fucking tricky motherfucker. Mm. I think my first go-to tip would be masturbate more, because I feel like the more that you are sexually intimate with yourself, the higher your libido gets. And that's not just like having a quick buzz on the wand. It's like, you know, actually putting in time to explore your body, get the oils out, get some lube, sex toys, insertable things, like have fun with yourself. Yeah. And that, that goes for vulva owners. Vulva owners definitely masturbate more I actually think and I don't know if there's any solid research on this but the more I hear about it dudes penis owners the less you masturbate especially to porn the better it is for you for your for your cum drive for your stamina for your excitement Um, I've heard that time and time and again it's like supposed to be that like generally speaking women should come once a day that's really good for their body really good for their mental health and men should abstain and hold it for as long as possible and come maybe like once a week how insane is that we need to get someone on to talk about all that male stuff because there's that huge thing at the moment about like cum retention and like not coming retention yeah because of like i don't know being like working out fighting you know all of those yeah people i know that do like martial arts and fight don't Mm -hmm. yeah don't come at least for a day before 
footballers aren't allowed to have sex or masturbate the the night before a match. Um, And I've heard this time and time again. I know at least three dudes that are doing the semen retention thing and they have just seen incredible changes. You know, it's supposed to build your testosterone, but we could just be spewing absolute bullshit here. We don't have the facts to hand right now and I'm sure there are facts out there. So give it a research. I would love to learn more about that. But also other things to boost your libido, maca root. Maca root mm-hmm. is a well-known yes. plant that give it, it just boosts your libido. And Hanks have actually yeah. just come up with like a little sachet thing of libido. This is not sponsored. Yes. Libido lifting supplements. Do some research on how you can holistically uh, do this libido stuff because there are so many plant kind of places to go when it comes to your body and your desires in this way. But also... Just wanted to put it out there. If your libido is feeling lower than usual, then that's okay. Like we all go in peaks and troughs. And like at the moment, I'm the same as you. Like I have a very low libido at the moment. I'm very like mellow when it comes to sex. But I also think that's because I haven't really been having sex also. (laughs) Yeah, nothing to excite you. And it's the same if you've been in a long-term relationship that can really heavily affect your libido because it's hard to keep things exciting and to actually feel comfortable enough to push the the sexy side of things. Like it's nice that comfort kind of outweighs the libido side, but there are definite ways of making that better. But you have to be proactive about it. Doing nothing is not going to do your libido any favours. It's about masturbating more and watching porn reading more erotic novels like eating the right things doing more exercise really helps yes exercise really helps for libido oh my god in the gym if you go to the gym that makes a massive difference to your libido i feel fucking so so energized and horny after being at the gym yeah also the birth control pill does make you less horny as well i remember when i came off that that pill i was the most horny i have ever been in my life i remember going to the gym and feeling like whoa i am turned on by absolutely yeah, like I everyone could yeah like guys doing yeah. push-ups yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah. just like imagining myself underneath them and like <laughs> yeah so good. yeah oh this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Beducated. As you might have heard, Florence and I have been using Beducated to learn how to elevate and push our female pleasure to the next level. Beducated is a platform that has multiple different courses that span so many different topics, but some of our favourites have been the ones about female pleasure because it's so important to learn your own body first. And even though Florence and I talk a lot about sex and we seem to be sex experts, you can always learn more. Every time I do a new course and educated, I am learning something new that I never thought was possible. Florence, I have to tell you, I nearly squirted. Oh my nearly squirted. God, it's working. We're getting there. We are making progress. We can see the progress. So as well as the squirting orgasm workshop, you can also do a G-spot bliss. And maybe you're a master at G-spot and squirting, but everyone can learn a bit more about Tantra. That's our other favourite one. I 
bloody love learning about Tantra because it's all about really getting inside your body and really feeling things slowly and sensually. It helps you learn so much about your own pleasure. We've bagged you 40% off their yearly pass with the coupon code COMECURIOUS. There's also a one-day free trial, so you can sign up, try it out, and if it's not for you, you can cancel the subscription. There's no risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Follow the link in the episode description and use the code COMECURIOUS. C-O-M-E CURIOUS. It's the British Podcast Awards season and this is your chance to vote for us as your favourite podcast. Unfortunately, this year we couldn't afford to enter, but you can vote for us for the Listener's Choice Award. No way! So make sure you follow the link in the description to give us your vote. And don't forget to click the link in the email to make sure the vote counts. We're counting on you to make us win. Yeah! (laughs) We can't do it without you, but also please share on socials. (laughs) Tell your friends to vote for us too. Send it to your WhatsApp groups. Share it on stories. We'll love you forever. This would be the ultimate praise kink. In it. If you're like, okay, bend over and I will brown nose the shit out of you right now. Oh my God, this question, Florence. How do you both still make time for your friendship as well as being business partners? This this is so like apt and timely. Apt, timely. Such an apt. Yeah, we just had like a, a hench, hench meet, a couple of hench meetings this week about, about our that. friendship and about our partnership. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like I guess the be all and end all is that it's fucking hard. It like, is hard, so hard, and especially as we're in a long distance business relationship now, business friendship relationship, which we mm-hmm. have a, our little baby come curious. Yeah. Like it is fucking difficult because we get wrapped up mm-hmm. with our own lives in our prospective countries and. Sometimes it's hard to like kind of reach out and be like, hey, let's spend some time just being mates instead of like only meeting for the podcast and like meetings every week. And just talking about the misery that it is owning a business together, especially when you're not earning any money. And (laughs) when it's it's a failing business, lol. Yeah. (laughs) Lol, lol, lol. But yeah, it's not fucking easy. As with any relationship, any relationship, it's not supposed to be easy. Um, It's supposed to, you need time and energy and you need to nurture it, especially when you've got the added issue of running a business or maybe you live together or maybe you're looking after a dog together. Um, You can't just people please and sit there going like are you okay yeah I'm happy are you okay yeah I'm happy it doesn't work because you end up and we do this we don't say anything for ages and we end up building up resentment and then work gets tough our friendship gets like lost Um, and then normally we have a big sort of big conversation or a big yeah big chat and we just get it out all out in the open but like we that's hard to do we have to be so brutally honest with each other and even if it hurts to say the words that we want to say we say them and we have to take the time to stop and listen and validate each other and hear each other because I think that's that's the most important thing that we learned was to actually hear each other. Definitely. And we're actually looking for couples therapy at the moment. Yes, because we're we're not prepared to lose what we've got and we know that we need extra help. There's only so much that Florence and I can do and we still get on each other's tits. 
Like, we're two very different people. And we've been in a long-term relationship for over nine and a half years trying to nourish a business. I mean, we are legitimately just like an old married couple at this point where we like build resentment. We're like, oh, I just don't like this person on this day. And like, I'm not get, I'm not seeing, I think I said this in the vo- voice note the other day where I was just like, I'm not seeing any of the good things anymore. Like I'm just seeing all the bad things. And I'm like, we don't spend time, like I'm not getting the good juicy friendship moments. Yeah. It's hard work, guys. And it's not easy to say. And I think that like the harder it is to say, the more you need to say it. Yeah. But we do love each other very, very dearly. And this is like, we love our baby that we've created together Mm -hmm. and our friendship. And we're not like willing to like, we we never just have like a blowout and like, it's like, game over, friendship over. Like, it's that that's never happened. And it's because we like we know that there's like something deeper there. Yeah. It's like we we kind of we treat each other like sisters where we can get yeah. ratty at each other and we can get frustrated and say the wrong thing and, yeah. and upset each other. You know, we've we've both done that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that is that is part of being in a long term relationship. That's part of a friendship. That's part of anything, being in a relationship or a friendship, whether that's platonic or not. Yeah. And it is just about having that open communication and now looking to get a therapist to really help fill in the cracks that we can't that we can't manage that we can't figure out. Like I think both of us are extremely excited to talk yeah. to a therapist because we know how beneficial they are. But then yes. again, we both see our own therapists and we believe that all relationships should should see therapy. Definitely. Hopefully the therapy Therapy won't be the end of everything. They're like, yo, you two should just stop this business because it's not good for you. (laughs) Yeah. On top of which, like, we live miles apart. We can't just bop over to each other's houses and, like, watch a film together like we used to. We used to. I know. We just... We, we just got to do all online now and just, you know, see each other once or twice a year in person. Yeah. So sad. Okay, enough about us. Enough about us. Next question is rimming. I love receiving, but also feel insecure. Any tips? Partner likes giving, but I feel like he holds off from getting stuck in. Maybe because it's a bit gross. Do you guys ever use dental dams? Yeah, dental dams are very good for they they serve a purpose. But no, I personally don't use dental dams. I don't think I want to use dental dams. I've never used a dental dam, but I do see how it would make rimming a lot more accessible i mean i i mean i'm not really the one to give rimming advice because i don't like it because i i i'm stuck in my head about it being gross not gonna lie yeah well sometimes it's preference like some people think that dicks are gross or vulvas yeah. are gross and some people think that rimming's gross but i think the best thing to do would be to talk to your partner and ask him you know like how can I make this a more pleasurable experience for you? Like, I love it when you rim me, but what can I do to make it more pleasurable? What, you know, do do you want me to get a booty wax? Do you want me to make sure that I shower super, super deeply? You know, should I fucking... Douche. Douche, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can be really open and honest about it and be like, I feel like you're holding back and I don't, I, I don't mind that, I understand it, but like, what can I do to 
make you fully go head for head first into this. I wouldn't fuck around with dental dams. <laughs> but ask him, you know what? He might. He might love a dental dam. When I did do rimming, I made him like shower and baby wipe. Like, so everything was like very squeaky clean. And that's how I got through it. <laughs> mm, I'm just thinking about rimming now. Um, the best butts that I've rimmed are the ones that, and this just sounds so fucking porny and I feel like I'm letting the team down, but my favorite butts that I've rimmed have been completely shaven, completely waxed. Um, for some reason, it helps my brain think that it's cleaner, but that even then, I don't really, don't think I really care about the cleanliness of it because like I've eaten very hairy buttholes before and that's still been clean and I've not worried about that. I think it I think it must just be the cleanliness of it unless they stay otherwise because also there are so many people that love rimming and love it because it's dirty because it's smelly and sweaty and bitty you know like they love bitty. that part about it bitty yeah you know a little gristle like <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay hold up what's this I thought we were talking about this on the idol no shaming no I shaming <laughs> you said bits. some people like yeah man sounds tasty if that's that's your way inclined like a little so like happy you know sand sandwich <laughs> someone's gotta like it someone's gotta enjoy it out there um yeah some and then there are some people that like it super extreme and want you to shit in their mouth i mean so, yeah you know, this is, you just, this is very true people really don't do yeah lot, so you just kind of make it an open conversation don't be afraid to hold back you know just be just state it as clearly as possible just be like yeah, I want to make this a pleasurable experience for you because I fucking love it. How can we make this happen? Yeah, just go in with the conversation. Mm. So okay. we have loads and loads of questions here and we're just realising how many we have to get through. So we're going to try and do some of them a little bit quicker. That's impossible for us, but yeah, let's we'll, give we'll it a try. Oh, does placing lube inside the condom make it feel better for a guy? I mean, I don't have a penis, so I'm not sure how to answer this question, but I've, I feel like it's not a good idea. Because doesn't that make Bingo. it a bit dangerous to... It's not a good idea. Uh, I Yeah, th- I don't think it's good for the condom. I don't think it's good for the protection. It, it fucks with the safety. Okay, don't do great. it. Cool, I got them right. It's like a fucking... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a test. Yeah, it's like a test. Like, are you sex ed enough? <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for you. I want to flirt casually with people without intentions since I'm in a monogamous relationship. Boyfriend is cool with it, but I'm scared to disappoint people when flirting doesn't lead to anything. Oh, I, f- I really feel this. I think be up, uh, be completely honest at the very beginning when you're flirting with people. So whether or not you're messaging them or seeing them in person, say, hey, I'm actually in a monogamous relationship, but can I flirt with you? Are you down for that? It's literally as simple as that. Yeah. Good advice, Reed. Yeah. Would either of you attend a bukkake party? <laughs> um, for the OnlyFans page, yes. For reality, oh. no. No, yeah, I mean in I terms of like for the people in the in the messages, I would yeah. I would pretend that yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd probably be down for it if my partner was super super into it, like if it was a fetish. Yeah, but. Really, I'm not going for me because it's nothing about my pleasure. It's all about men's pleasure and basically degrading a woman with their cum. And I've never... If I've got no connection to these dudes, then no. I've never been one for getting cum in the face 
anyway. Like, only if... Yeah! I would only do that if it was a partner that I really fucking loved and they loved it. That's the only reason yeah. I would do that. Yeah. It's more like, come inside me, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck Don't waste it. it. Love that. Come inside me. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. How do I go to my first sex party as a woman with no partner slash friends who are into kink? Hey, well, firstly, join the Come Curious Facebook group because there's a bunch of people that actually meet up and go in as a team together. So cute. But also uh, go with a friend, go with a girlfriend and go just to look, you know, like it's just an excuse and a a chance to dress up and feel amazing. Go with a friend and see if you can meet people there. There's also like apps like Field and stuff where you could meet someone that is just looking for a sex party partner too. Yes, yeah. And places like, I think, Killing Kittens, they when you sign up to go to a party, they put you all in a big group and you can chat with each other and basically like, yeah, meet up beforehand oh or meet up inside the party. Isn't this what munches are for? Yes. Okay, munches are more in the fetish scene. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a fetish, then there are loads of munches, which is basically a non-sexual meetup. Um, And that happens normally in a pub somewhere. And you can just go along by yourself and just meet like-minded people who are into the same kink or fetish. Mm. So places like FetLife and Joy Club, um, even places like Discord have like information on munches. You'll fucking hate this one. My boyfriend has never been down on me. He says he doesn't like it. I miss it. Should I make him try? (laughs) One word answer. Leave. Leave. (laughs) Run. 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 (laughs) Run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I just hate... I mean, I couldn't be in a relationship with someone that didn't go down on me. Like, it would make me feel really bad about my body and Mm -hmm. not confident. And I wouldn't be experiencing something that I love during sex. You can't force anyone to try, but you can communicate with them why you like it so much and try and understand where they're coming from and maybe start working around that together. Yeah, understand their psyche. Maybe they actually have a fear of it because they don't do it, therefore they don't like it. And then therefore they think they're going to be shit at it. There's also like the whole like toxic masculine thing about going down on a Mm -hmm. woman, like making you like not man enough. So... Like there's there's some legit kind of stuff behind all of that all of that stuff, but God, that's such a thing of the past, though, mate. Like, that's not acceptable. It's not your responsibility to make them see a different way. You know, like there are so many people that would be desperate to eat your pussy out. Yeah, yeah. I hope that helps. This is quite a hard one. I lost nine stone and now guys who made fun of me before are trying to ask me out. Do you have any sassy clapbacks I can say to them? Oh, I feel this girl's like, like rage, like the validation and rage from it. And of course, like anyone would feel exactly the same thing. But I don't know if a sassy clapback would be the best option here. I feel like they would be confused and hurt because in theory, they're just giving you a compliment. You know, like, yeah, we were all dickheads back then. We all said shitty things to other people that shouldn't have been said. But the fact that they fancy you now and are interested, you can just clearly say, you were really horrible to me when I was younger and it, and it negatively affected my life. 
um, and see what they say back to that. If they come up with a genuine great answer, then maybe it's worth seeing. Like, do you not fancy any of them? Would you not ever want to like fuck any of them? It's kind of a similar like situation to me. When I was younger, I was bullied at school by boys all the time. And yeah. then like few years mm-hmm. after school, meeting some of them out and about and then being like, oh yeah, I used to like really fancy you back at school. I'm like, what the fuck, <gasps> man? Yes. They're mean to you because they want to fuck. Basically, I would just fucking talk to them about it. Yeah. Be like, yo, like, how how can you fancy me? You were so horrible to me. It fucked me up. Yeah. And then they were like, Especially oh, I always Especially when it's like a weight thing. I think that's so fucked up. Yeah. So curious, fuckers. We did not get to answer all of your questions because there were so many brilliant ones. We're just going to have to do this again sometime soon. Yeah, really good questions. It really changes the subject of what we want to talk about. We just get lots of lots of fun little nitty gritty bits in there. You hear that, Florence? Gritty. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I love sexy you... grit. To be fair, I was just saying at the beginning. What? The idol. From where? Oh, like not physical grit. Yeah, that took me a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the grit. Yeah, the the grit that is erotic uh, anyway make sure you follow us on instagram so that you can be part of the next listeners episode q a and that's at come curious follow our personal accounts at read amber x and at florence bark give us a rating and a review share us as wide and as far as you can on socials please tag us in if you do and please vote for us on the British Podcast Awards. We've got a link in the description, in the episode description. Follow us, donate on Patreon. You can follow us on the Facebook group. And also, if anyone is going to We Out Here Festival, I will be doing a talk in the name of Come Curious, but unfortunately Florence won't be there, but the amazing Kitty Underhill will. So come and say hello. Come to our tent. It's at 5pm on Saturday during the festival weekend. See you next Thursday. Love you. Bye. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organisation called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.